Hey everybody, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This episode is the second part of the two-part series with Clint Mitchell of Foley Swamp Plots. And we're talking about uh, UP bear hounds out in the western UP of Michigan. So if you haven't heard the first part of this, I highly recommend checking out that episode too. Um, so I want to apologize for the hiatus on the podcast last week. I didn't really announce that. Um, so here's my, my sap story. Uh, long story short, I went bear scouting in northern Minnesota last week, and uh, I recorded a podcast episode out there with my buddy, and I sort of left my computer cord in the my hunting partner's truck. So I had to wait for him to email the, the computer cord to me before I could get this episode out since it was stored on the computer. So I want to apologize for that. Um, try not to make habit out of that one <laughs> but um all right so second thing i want to talk about today is i want to ask you all for a big favor <clears throat> i need your help in getting the word out about this podcast when you get a chance using whatever social media or forums you prefer to use um if you could please share the bear hunting podcast to whatever that may be um i would really appreciate it um if you could you know, if you want to share your favorite episode of the podcast, you can, you know, share episodes off iTunes or Google or whatever. Or if you just want to straight up share the Bear Hunting Podcast social media page, um, that would be really, really appreciated. Um, that would be a huge help in getting the word out about the podcast. Uh, especially, you know, if you're like a, a member of a private Facebook group, like, um, say, I don't know if this exists or not, but say like Resident Bear Hunters of Alaska or something like that. You know, I, I'm not active on, on something like that, but if you are, it would really, really help if you could share, say, like, you know, we had a grizzly hunting episode of, you know, couple months ago if you want to share that episode of that that would really be appreciated so um or some hunting forum like if you're on hunt bc or something like that that would be really appreciated so and um the other part of that is if you could leave an itunes review that always helps too it's not huge because um you know it's not like we're buried under a mountain of other bear hunting podcasts we're the only one so if you know, if you get a chance, leave the iTunes review. I really appreciate them. I read them. But, um, you know, that's not, it's more helpful to share the page. So I really appreciate that. Also, um, if you got questions, comments, or suggestions, um, you can email us directly at bearhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you send us a message on Instagram or Facebook, um, that works too. So I, I personally read, respond, and try to act upon every single email or message I get. Um, my goal is to, <clears throat> you know, try to answer all those questions directly as well as, you know, especially if there's a couple of the same question, I incorporate it into the podcast. So, um, you know, there's some really good ones that actually it's really directed me on, on sort of where an episode went. So, um, I really appreciate those questions and, uh, <clears throat> please send them to me. So that really helps me to know what you're thinking. And, uh, so, so go ahead and do that, please. So, all right, now let's talk about our partners for a second. The bear hunting podcast is proud to be partnered with Batum 907 bear attractants out of Alaska. I've been using their attractants for a number of years now, and in my opinion, um, I, I just think they're unrivaled in terms of potency. Um, you know, up here in Michigan, I hunt really high-pressure public land uh, every year, 
And while I've been using their attractants, I've had up to like 20 different bears visiting my bait site. Um, you know, and there, there's plenty of bear, bait sites for the bears to choose from. So, uh, but they consistently found mine. So, uh, I just think they're unrivaled. You, you really can't beat them. So, matter of fact, I just got my yearly order from Batem the other day, <clears throat> which is, by the way, shipped free from Alaska. And uh, I can't wait to get out on the base this year. So if you're looking for a bear attractant, check them out. Um, so the Bear Hunting Podcast also partnered with Bear Hunting Magazine. Uh, bear Hunting Magazine's been in print for over 18 years. Um, they provide folks with some just great information on bear hunting. So if you're a bait guy, spawn stock, houndsman, um, or just, you know, trying to go on a bear hunt, look for an outfit or something, check them out. Uh, they got it all. So, um, you know, actually the other day... I was looking through, uh, um, I, I pulled a Minnesota bear tag, and I was looking through my old back issues of Bear Hunting Magazine, and because it's nice to have a collection of them, and I remember there was a uh, article about baiting bears in Minnesota, so I went through the back issues and pulled it out and re-educated myself on the subject, so it's nice to have that. Um, also, if you haven't seen it before, Bear Hunting Magazine produces the show Bear Horizons, um, it's free online and just got all kinds of great bear hunting stuff. So definitely check it out. Um, there'll be a link for all this stuff in the podcast description. So also, um, if you want to subscribe to bear hunting magazine, which I highly recommend use the promo code BHP at checkout to receive $5 off a subscription, which is already at a really, really great rate. So, uh, you really can't, it's worth every penny for sure. So all right, onto the show. At what age are you like? This dog is a full war. Like I'm gonna start for sure throwing him in. We, we would say that's a you know like a finished bear yeah. dog. Um, I've I've personally never had a finished bear dog, or I would I wouldn't call it a finished bear dog. Okay. Uh, until they're at least two years old. Okay. And, and this is totally I I know guys that they. Mm-hmm. They hunt just as hard as I do. They've had finished bear dogs by a year and a half. Okay. Um, my dogs personally, mm-hmm. I I have what I would say to be three finished bear dogs. A okay. finished bear dog is is a dog that they have learned everything that they're going to learn. Mm-hmm. There is nothing more that you can possibly teach them. Mm-hmm. I, I I've got three of them that there isn't anything I can teach them. They okay. they either they have what they have mm-hmm. and that's what they're gonna have. Okay. And the one I didn't quite think he was finished until he was almost five years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, the, this one the, the tallywhacker dog. Yeah. My, he was my dad's dog. I don't think he was quite finished when I got him. Okay. And he was I, almost five years old when I got him. Okay. But it wasn't too long after that. There's there's just nothing more that he could be taught. Yeah. Um, and then I've got a dog named John Wayne that I'm I'm very 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 fond of. Mm-hmm. Um, that it maybe started last year. He's gonna be he's gonna be five years old. Okay. I think in in October. Mm-hmm. And I started noticing it last year mm-hmm. where he was doing things like he he was a dog that was he was never above the radar shining star kind of a deal okay and at the end of last year he started doing things that i'm i'm looking at him like i like that yeah you know, I, I never put him in on a bad situation the only thing he'd ever seen in his lifetime is a bear mm-hmm. you know a hot bear running across the road toss him in okay well, he started doing things where he's 
all the all the other dogs that I thought were you know they were right you know they they got the bear mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's peeling off and I'm going what the hell are you doing yeah and and all of a sudden he comes across with the bear by himself oh wow. and the other dogs are still <laughs> circling their tails and, oh and, wow and they figure it out later beginning of last training season uh-huh I I started trusting him more and putting him in on on mm-hmm. starts and I haven't regretted it ever since oh wow That's I mean awesome. it was. He, he took right off running, mm-hmm. and like I said, that tally dog was, he was my go-to dog, mm-hmm. you know, followed by that jig dog, mm-hmm. who's, who's good. He's yeah. equally as good in his own right. Right. But he does, he has a different style to how he okay. does certain things That's where this, this John Wayne dog does his completely different. They do the same thing mm-hmm. in different styles. Okay. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, and, and by kill season, uh, he was... He was responsible for a lot of the bears that we killed this year, including that the yeah. big one that we'll talk about here yeah. uh, at the very end. So. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> so yeah. that's awesome. What time are we at? Oh man, let's see where are we at on the list here. Oh, good grief! We're not even anywhere on the list. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about a lot of things I wasn't I wasn't planning on, and it's great. So that's good. Um, oh boy. I don't even know where I want to go now. How do you avoid wolves? Ugh. It's maybe maybe a little background for everybody. So in Mich- I, I talk a lot about wolves. I don't, and the reason for that is in the Upper Great Lakes currently, wolves are quote unquote an endangered species, which is ridiculous. They're, they're um, the same wolves that are in Canada and Alaska. Yeah. There's, there's no genetic difference. No. Nope, if there is, it's slight. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they're basically the same wolf, um, and they are very much fully recovered in the Upper Great Lakes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, anyway. It, well, as, as many might not know, there, there have been many... Uh, wolf-dog conflicts between Michigan and Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, with Wisconsin having the worst year they've ever had yeah. this last bear season. Yep, I heard you know, that. I, something like 24, 25 dogs got killed by wolves. Yep. Um, I uh, I had a dog killed Okay. Uh, two summers ago, just mm-hmm. literally mile down the road here. Oh, no kidding. And, wow. And uh, that was that was rough. Mm-hmm. That was, at that time, that was my... That was my go-to dog my, oh, my front man. seat dog it was a little female mm-hmm. who was she was actually a litter mate to my john wayne dog oh okay gotcha i don't even it, it's hard to describe and there's there's people that are very good friends of mine that have had dogs mm-hmm. killed up here not yeah. maybe not here but eastern up or, or wisconsin and mm-hmm. it's it's rips your heart right out of your chest when oh, you walk in and see your dog in pieces oh yeah literally pieces i mean she was I think the only thing that we might have done wrong, it was an area that we hunted every single day mm-hmm. for weeks. Yeah. I mean, we were running the same area. Mm-hmm. Never had a problem. And then it's overnight, something happened. Mm-hmm. We we let loose late in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and we figured we'd just we'd try and catch up dogs by dark. Mm-hmm. And, and it didn't happen. We went well over dark. Yeah. And uh, we, we know we were running the bear. We'd mm-hmm. just seen the bear right right before i mean the last road crossing yeah so we kept going hoping we might get a tree mm-hmm. well went on and and they got into the middle of this section a little bit thicker area and on our, our gps is it 
will tell you if the dog is training or not. And mm-hmm. we had, I had three dogs in there. My my buddy that I hunt with occasionally, he had one in there, and they were just staying in the same area. Okay. Within you know twenty five to fifty yards. Yeah. And Trixie was her name. Mm-hmm. She was she was showing sitting. Okay. Which was weird. Yeah. But I thought maybe the bear was treed and she was just sitting down or, or whatever. But it just kept saying sit. Mm-hmm. And sit and sit and sit. And it, you know, we were, we were, because none of, nobody else was treeing. Yeah. So we thought we'd give it a few minutes and, mm-hmm. and then, okay, we'll go in there. Well, that few minutes went by and we're like, well, let's just go in. It's dark. Yeah. Let's get our dogs and, and get out of here. Mm-hmm. So my buddy went in first. They were only 700 yards off of the gravel road. Yeah. And, uh. And he went in calling for his dog. And my other dog, I had a younger female in at that time, she darted right out to him. Not not acting like anything was wrong. Mm-hmm. Just a puppy at that time. Yeah. And got on his track, his back track, and came right to me at the truck. He found his dog very, you know, uninjured mm-hmm. at all. and uh, But just shaken. Mm-hmm. Terrified. Something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, and got him and came back. And Trixie... You know, and I asked him since he was going to go in, will you just grab my dogs while you're in there? Yeah. And, you know, he said it wasn't that far. But Trixie was a dog that, I mean, if, if she was done and she could hear me calling, mm-hmm. it, it didn't matter if she was a mile and a half, two miles. If she heard me and she was done, she was coming. Okay. And many times I'd called her out from, from a pretty far distance. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling and calling and calling and I'm walking and calling and getting closer and closer and closer and, and there's... You know, she's not barking. She's not moving. Mm-hmm. And finally, I I get in there and find her, and she's I mean, she's dead, obviously. Yeah. But just from her neck mm-hmm. all the way to the base of her tail, skinned. Wow. I mean, they just like I don't know how many wolves there were. I couldn't tell you. Right. I, I doubt that one wolf did that all by himself. But yeah. Just you know, they didn't eat anything. A lot of times you'll see these dogs, there's nothing left but a head or a a spinal column, you know, because the wolves ate them. They didn't do, they just killed her. Wow. They didn't do anything. Now, and and through Michigan, you're supposed to call the rap line and a a conservation officer is supposed to come, or or somebody, I don't know, supposed to come out there and survey the the incident Mm -hmm. to confirm. In, In my case, they told me to take her home. Nobody contacted me. Mm-hmm. I, I did, took it upon myself to contact the, the Michigan DNR, mm-hmm. the main office in Marquette. Yeah. And I talked to Kevin Swanson, who is the main biologist for bear and wolves in the state of Michigan. Yep. Who, he was pissed. Mm-hmm. Not not at me. He was pissed that they told her, mm-hmm. or whoever told me to take her out of the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I will, I will be back in contact with you soon. And he called yeah. me back shortly thereafter and had uh, Don Lonsway... Mm-hmm. He was I, he's another regional biologist okay. for I think Michigan and Wisconsin. Okay. But he he was at my house within 20 minutes. Oh wow. I mean there's no mm-hmm. there's no making it up. I mean, yeah. he, he I had her just wrapped up in in a towel. Yeah. or a blanket in my garage and you know I unwrapped her and showed him and he looked at her for 2 seconds. Yeah, that was a wolf. Yeah. Was wow. Obviously. Right. You know, and took her out. She's actually buried out back camp here. Oh wow. Wow. Now to your original question, uh, how to avoid them? Yeah, do you do anything? When we can bait, mm-hmm. I I will avoid baits that have wolf sign on them if I have pictures of wolves. Yeah. Um, 
in that case, it wasn't you couldn't legally bait. Right. It was an area that we hadn't had problems. Yeah. It yeah. was early August. Yeah. How how am I to know? Exactly. exactly. Obviously, we didn't hunt there after that. Right. Of course. Yeah. But we're in an area that, you know, come they start changing den sites. These wolves mm -hmm. do. Yeah. They're like right now. There's pups on the ground. Yeah. You can guarantee yep. that. There's pups in dens. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. And August rolls around. Those pups are strong enough to move around. Yeah. Well, this area here might be, mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to let go right now because there's a wolf den in there and, yeah. and they, you might have problems. Exactly. Well, come whatever time frame when they move that den, well, yeah. all of a sudden you can hunt there again, but you don't know where they went. Oh, yeah. They exactly. could have went just literally across the road over here. They, mm -hmm. you know, they could have went 10 miles away. You just don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, to, to honestly answer that you avoid baits, but yeah, you, you just if you see wolf sign, mm -hmm. don't don't put in there. Do your best to not put in there. You see oh, wolf yeah. tracks, you see wolf wolf scat on the ground. Mm -hmm. Try not to be in there. Yeah, exactly. You know, and there's there's areas that are historically bad for wolves, and yeah, and well, it's like I said, it, it might be bad at certain times of the year, but other mm -hmm. times of the year it's it's great. There's yeah. nothing. Exactly. You don't have problems. So. Yeah, I think the one of the areas that haunts like that because. Um, there'll be guys training there because i mean there's gobs of bears my best site gobs of bears yeah and i was wondering why isn't there hound hunters here i mean it's not a bad place to run hounds and then my second year all since like oh uh, i started to get wolves on my bait a lot i mean a lot of wolves mm -hmm. and i was like oh that's why right because <laughs> there's a lot of wolves here yep so well in this year i didn't have a problem yeah. Not one problem. I had two baits that I saw one one wolf, one lone mm -hmm. wolf on each bait okay. for like three days. Yeah. And then gone. Mm -hmm. Never had a problem. Now, one of my hunting partners, he, he had an incident mm -hmm. that he got very, very lucky with where he came into what he thought he was walking into a bear tree. Yeah. And there were four or five wolves that had his dog pinned out. Oh, wow. And she, she got injured. Mm -hmm. I mean, not not bad. She had to get stapled up, but yeah. didn't kill her. Mm -hmm. And he got in there, fortunately, at, at the right time. He was yeah. able to start shooting at them. And mm -hmm. and I, I don't know if this is true or not, but mm -hmm. in my mind, I think that's what probably saved us a lot of hassle because it, it's not like there's 20 wolf packs here. Yeah. There's three maybe yeah but yep. you know of varying sizes and they move mm -hmm. and i think that these wolves with not having a hunting season yeah not having any consequences for their actions mm -hmm. have grown completely bold oh, and not yeah. afraid of man whatsoever exactly him going in there and being able to sling some lead at them mm -hmm. let them know oh mm -hmm. this is what happens when i do this maybe yeah. and that could be completely talking out of my my yeah. butt i don't i don't know right you but, know but i didn't have a problem after that neither did he yeah exactly exactly so it's crazy yeah so speaking of baits what kind of bait do you actually use i prefer granola okay um when i can get my hands on it mm -hmm. i mean I, I don't necessarily like the the sticky granola it works just as, as good as regular yeah. dry granola but Hard to handle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, right, right, when you first get it, it's nice and malleable. Yeah. You can get it out of there. The shovel pretty good. And then yep. October rolls around and it's rock hard. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, with my best, my personal favorite mm -hmm. is, is if I can get granola mm -hmm. and molasses. Yeah. 
you know, in um, in in any year, mm-hmm. you know, not all those are available together exactly. at a reasonable price, or yeah. or just not available. Exactly. Otherwise, I I'm not entirely picky, mm-hmm. and I I personally see that the Bears aren't too picky, mm-hmm. but and you've had the same situation where where your bait's hitting great from yeah. you know, August 10th all the way right right up to season and then mm-hmm. light bulbs switch on and yep. and the bears just quit coming. Yep, exactly. You know, I think when we were talking about this the weather mm-hmm. probably has a good yeah. good idea oh, to do with that's that. That's a big the, part of it, I the think. The cold fronts and yep. well, the acorns yep, when the acorns, acorns start dropping. Yep. And there's other things too. I mean, you know, if there's a good apple crop, bears will move on to that. Yep. Um, black cherries when they fall later in the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely. And, so. and there's plenty of that up here. We are oh, in apple country yeah. here. Yep. You know, a lot of feral apples too. Places, you know, apple trees just out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, just one, can, one lone apple tree. Oh, exactly. But they bear so many apples yep. that yeah, that'll yep. that'll definitely do it. So oh, yeah. Yep. No, we were we had talked earlier about the the chocolate ban. <laughs> yes, the chocolate for, ban for Michigan. Yeah. So once again, I just want to let everybody know, in, in case you're a Michigan listener, you're like, I'm gonna, I found this sweet deal on bait, and uh, it's uh, uh, trail mix with M and M's or uh, I don't know, some branded granola with little chocolate bits. Yeah. Um, that is now illegal. So and definitely no like whole chocolate. I mean, you should have been using that anyway, but. Right. Uh, now, like we were talking earlier about that, uh, chocolate isn't my, it's not my favorite anyways. No. As a matter of fact, I've seen it to where if you use, because um, one year I got, it was my, the year I shot my first bear actually, there was, um, what's it called? Somebody was selling like cookie, it was like cookie dough. And really what it was was like, I don't know kind of like a brownie right it wasn't like full chalk and there was so little cocoa and it. it didn't really make a big deal but it seemed like the bears would eat a little bit of it and then like leave i mean i don't know it was weird they didn't eat a lot of it well well that being said i, I don't put out mass quantities of bait either. yeah yeah that's um, right i well you know when you walked in you see these hollow logs yeah the driveway yep. yeah that's what we use yeah so you're putting out about five gallons of bait at max most, at yeah. most yep but, but you have different intentions. You just want a bear to yeah. hit it. I, I don't need the bear to be there when I'm there. I exactly. need it to just be there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It just has to hit once during, you know, any time of the day, really. Yeah. Actually, yeah. is it probably more preferable later at night? Yeah. If I'm if we're going out first thing in the morning, I okay. mean, yeah. you, you would prefer them to be, you know, 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. But mm-hmm. it, you know as well as I do, they, they come in at 9 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They might stay there till 11 and, mm-hmm. and yep. be gone. But yep. Exactly. You know, that's it. That is what it is. You know, if you got yeah. a good cold trailing dog who can yep. work a track like that, you, yeah, you'll exactly. probably be all right. Right. You know, but not everybody has that either. Yeah, so. exactly. Are right, we're gonna rabbit trail on that? So how do you, do you have? Are your dogs good at cold trailing? I have two mm-hmm. that. Uh, and, well, technically the same three. Mm-hmm. My my three older dogs. Yep. Um, that I rely on for okay. cold trailing i will they are my start dogs okay um and that comes with being like i said a finished dog mm-hmm. and, and not a, a, being a finished dog doesn't mean that you're yeah you have cold trailing ability yeah you right. might have a, a medium nose and by mm-hmm. by that i mean there's there's term there are books written about how oh, terminology. oh yeah <laughs> exactly exactly but a medium nose you know to put it put numbers on it mm-hmm. you know six seven hours that's what i would maybe consider to be a medium nose a cold okay. trail is going beyond that. Yeah. And and I've had dogs that, that one day they'll 
or the, even my best dog, my mm-hmm. best cold trailing dog. Mm-hmm. He can start a 12 hour track day in a day out. Okay. But I've had days where I know the bear was there within, mm-hmm. you know, with maybe it might've been 12 hours, Yeah. but he just can't figure it out. And, yeah. and one that I would figure to have a, a weaker nose would figure it out on his own. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with, with the scenting conditions. If it's yeah. dry, if it's moist, if it's warm, if it's cold, yeah. it's it. And it depends on the, how the dog's feeling that day, mm-hmm. you know, it's, but usually most consistently you've got your, your go-to dogs. Yeah. And uh jig, John Wayne, Tally, those are, are my go-tos. And, mm-hmm. and, as I said, they they're all really good to their own aspect. Yeah. But they do, you know, maybe the same thing in different styles. Okay. So I almost want to just dive right into the the bigger bear, this big bear that we killed. Yeah, this year. go for it. Why not? There's no uh, format for this. <laughs> <laughs> so the the very last bear that we we harvested this year mm-hmm. was, I want to say August. 8th or 9th, or not, I'm sorry, not August, not August, <laughs> October, October, 8th yeah. or 9th, mm-hmm. and this was a bear that uh, the gentleman that I hunted for, mm-hmm. he, he wanted to sit on his own bait, mm-hmm. I mean, I had a bait not too far away, mm-hmm. but when I realized that I was going to be running for him or trying to get his bear for him, I, I just shut that bait right off, mm-hmm. so he wanted the opportunity to, to sit on his bait okay. on his own property, mm-hmm. and and I had told the guy that you know I don't don't want a dime from you. I just yeah. I, if I get on your property sometime or whatever, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to just be able to retrieve my dogs or or whatever. Yeah, and it was a good trade off in in the yeah. aspect of that. Um, so he calls me up mm-hmm. and says, "Hey, I've I've got the bear, this bear that I'd like to shoot coming in," and and I knew what bear it was. Yeah, <laughs> I'd seen that bear. Yeah, I saw it the year before. Uh huh. <laughs> on my trail camera. Yeah. Um, what was the same bear I saw. Was it around here? That was Potter's meat. Oh, okay, okay. So he uh, he calls me up and said it's coming in every single night, like mm-hmm. clockwork, anywhere between midnight and five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when my friends were still up here hunting, my friends and my my sister and my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. uh, that was their last day to be there. We filled mm-hmm. all the tags that we wanted to fill. Yeah, you know, yeah. We just had a couple of tags left over that if we filled them, we filled them. Yeah, you know, it didn't matter. Yep. So we go over there that next morning, you mm-hmm. know, the day after he had called, and we go out there, and, and sure enough, the bait wasn't hit. Okay. Oh, no kidding. And he's and this is this is an older gentleman. He's seventy nine years old, and, and he oh, wow. was he was just he was upset. You know, he was mm-hmm. mad. I don't know if he was mad at himself or just mad at the situation or what. Mm-hmm. And I had told him, you know, don't don't worry about it. It's like if he's been coming in every night, he's going to be back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's that time of year where if they're mm-hmm. comfortable, he's he's probably living in that area. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I had to go to work the next or that night. Mm-hmm. Like we did our hunting and I we did whatever we had to do, cleaned up that last bear that we did kill. Yeah. When my buddies were up, and I went to sleep and went to work that night. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I told the guy I'll be there. I'll call you on my way home from work on my last day. I work this mm-hmm. is, you know, six day stretch and I'm off yep. for another eight. Called him up on my way home and he said, "Yeah, he came in." You know, but he came in at, at nine o'clock last night. Mm-hmm. He stayed. Last picture I have is eleven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. He said, "You know, maybe maybe you just want to come back a different day. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you'll come in later another day." And I I told him, "Don't don't worry about that." It's like it's we, we'll get this bear. Mm-hmm. But if he's coming in every single night. Like you say, he is mm-hmm. he is living there? Yeah. I mean, we we might put down and, and the dogs might go a hundred yards and have him jumped. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which wasn't the case. <laughs> um, it was a, probably a solid mile and a half that, okay. that they cold trailed. But I put Jig and John Wayne down. Okay. You know, and, and as I said, they, they have the same abilities mm-hmm. at a different style. Yeah. Where John Wayne is going to cold trail fast. Mm-hmm. Makes a, a loss where he loses a scent and he makes a small couple of circles. Straightens it out again. Yeah. And, and and that just I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Where Jig, he will figure it out. Okay. But he's a two step forward, one step back. Okay. So he has to cover every inch of ground multiple times. Okay. While gotcha. moving forward, <laughs> but it's gonna take him longer until the bear is jumped and he can straighten himself out. Okay. Now, me and this gentleman, you know, I I was talking to him the whole time about you know this this is what I think is going on, you know, mm-hmm. and we weren't exactly in an ideal section to put dogs in like yeah the, the gentleman owns almost a thousand acres down there yeah oh wow and most of that section <laughs> holy smoke with okay. no road access so i was wow. telling you know to okay in my preference i would like this bear to go you know north yeah. or whatever because that's going to be the most likely point where it might cross a road mm-hmm. and we can put dogs down yeah now judging by his trail camera pictures that i saw i i was fully confident this bear's 350 ish mm-hmm. yeah and and that's what he thought, too. He agreed with that assessment. Mm-hmm. So, John Wayne, from what I can gather, you know, mm-hmm. and this is looking at GPS. I, I can't yeah. hear the dogs. I'm yeah. watching the dogs running on the GPS. I figure it took him, you know, about a mile and a half from the bait before he jumped the bear. Okay. Had it jumped by himself. And it took Jig a while to get there. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, he went, John Wayne went from straight line, making little losses, straight line, making little losses, to just calling yeah you know all of a sudden the speed picks up mm-hmm. uh on these collars they have bark indication and he's barking 90 barks a minute yeah like well and, and knowing that dog i know that he is stone cold silent unless the bear is hot jumped okay. and running so i i assumed he's he's jumped at this point mm-hmm. and it took oh god probably 15 minutes before jig finally caught up but okay he, he jig sir john wayne started running in this like hundred yard circle back and forth. Yeah. And I wasn't sure what to make of that. I, uh-huh. I wasn't sure if he lost it or if the bear was just sitting down and trying to fight with him. Yeah. And he's not a dog that's gonna run in there and do something stupid and get beat up by himself. Okay. No, Q jig. <laughs> he gets there. And he's the same way. He's smart. I've yeah. seen him I've seen him real close with bears on the ground and mm-hmm. he's gonna keep his distance. He's not gonna run in there and grab a bear by the face or whatever. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna pick his battles, you mm-hmm. know. If, if the bear's looking at him, he's not gonna go after it. Yeah. But what I in my head imagine is, you know, this bear is focused on John Wayne. Jig runs in behind him and just wham. Yeah. Starts putting the teeth to him on the backside. Mm-hmm. So and the bear, as soon as he got there, they went back and forth once and out of there another uh-huh. couple hundred yards and treat. Oh wow. So cue the the old man. <laughs> He's 79 years old, mm-hmm. and I, I got to give this man major credit because I, I drug him through some nasty stuff to get in there. It was uh-huh. almost it was a thousand yards from any oh. road access that wow. we could get a pickup on. Yeah, through a, a wet swamp, we get in there, and, and the bears for sure treed. Yeah, and I, I see Jig. This is where I say Jig must have got in there and started biting because Jig is is covered in blood. Oh no, yeah, not acting hurt or anything. Uh huh. You know, and, and looking later, he had a small puncture wound. Oh, okay. That I shrugged off that I shouldn't have shrugged off. Yeah. Which, you know, I'll get to that in a okay. bit. But 
you know, and he's acting just fine. Bear mm-hmm. Street, uh, the gentleman, you know, he shot the bear. Yeah. It was just the, the two dogs in there and us. I, I didn't bother bringing any other dogs because we were so far off the road. <laughs> yeah. Shot it, and I it doesn't move. Nothing. Uh-huh. So I'm like, shoot, shoot it again. Uh-huh. Shoots it. And at that second shot, I can see blood starting to pour out on the leaves. Okay. And, and uh, so I'm like, okay, Johnny, I think he's just dead in the tree. And boom, he shoots a third time. <laughs> like, okay, you're done. You don't have to shoot it again. Bear. What was it shooting? The bear. Oh, I mean the wolf. Oh, I, oh God, I I don't know. Rifle. Yeah, it was a rifle. Big rifle. Yeah, anyway. it was okay. a rifle, like a 30 out 6 okay. or something okay. to that line, yep. you know. And uh, the bear never fell out of the tree. Oh, no. <laughs> So how high up was it? Only thirty-five feet or so. Okay. So it wasn't okay. real high, but it was in the crotch of this oh, great big dogwood tree. Oh, so man. So we had to get permission and and get a saw. And, <laughs> and I will say that this is one of the few times I have ever seen a bear come out of a tree and it gained weight. It was, uh, it, it you know the bear fell out away from the tree. Mm-hmm. I, I went over there to grab the bear and just roll it over so he could get a good look at it. And I yeah. mean, I, I'm not weak by any means, right, but exactly. I mean, I'm like, yeah. like, man, there must be a limb yeah. from the tree on, on this bear or something. I look around, it's clear of the tree. Uh huh. I turned around and, and looked at, at the guy, and I'm like, this bear's over 400 pounds. <laughs> and it was just me and him. Oh, no! <laughs> Um, it was one of the few times I've seriously considered quartering a bear up to yeah. get it out. But, yep. Uh, what we wound up doing was tagging the bear, mm-hmm. got him out of the woods because it was a while. Like I had to leave and get a saw and come yeah. back in, and and he's 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 getting cold at this point. He's yeah. you know wet up to his knees, and mm-hmm. so I just told him, let's take you home, mm-hmm. let you get warmed up, and and uh, I'll put my one of the dog's collars on the bear so we know exactly where it's at. Yeah, and uh, and we'll come, we'll get a game plan and come back. So. We, we came back, wound up being able to, it was it was wide open uh, high country. Okay. Where the yeah. bear actually was. Okay. And from his property, mm-hmm. I was able to drive right to the tree. Oh, nice. I mean, you couldn't take a pickup there, but I, I got a, an older four-wheeler that I've got that okay. I was able to squeeze in between littler trees and, and okay. we took a sled back there. And it was dark by the time <laughs> we got out, but we got it out. Okay. Nice. And, uh. Got it loaded in my truck with his tractor, mm-hmm. and uh, I told him, you know what, you go to bed, I'm going to take this thing and have it, get it weighed tonight, and, yeah. and gut it out and on ice, Yeah, and, yep. and I'll let you know in the morning. Well, I, I let him know that night. I called him. I'm like, You're, it was 440 right on the dot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was uh, live weight or dressed? That was live weight. Okay. That was live yeah. weight. I, that was, we took it out with the guts in it. Okay. Yeah. Got it out. Right. Um, and this gentleman has been, he's he's an older gentleman who's got quite a bit of money mm-hmm. that he, he's he been on over 150 big game hunts in his lifetime, and he told mm-hmm. me that was a top five for him. That's awesome. He shot, I think he said, three or four other black bears, and the mm-hmm. biggest one was 250 pounds. Mm-hmm. So he, he wound up getting a very, very nice mount done by a, a gentleman. Uh, his name is Jim Beacon. He's okay. the taxidermist down in Eagle River. Okay. And I don't know if that's necessarily allowed to say yeah. that. Oh, but he, yeah. I, he that's, did, oh, that's fine. He did beautiful work. That's awesome. Beautiful work on this bear, and it wound up having a big white chevron on its chest. Oh, nice. 
So That's awesome, right? I mean, and, and like I don't a know, perfect Chevron. No, it wasn't connected. But okay, two but it was, it was great big white. There's a lot. Feet. There's a there's a few bears that I, have got that Chevron here, around here in, in Michigan. I think we have a pretty high prevalence of it. We've got. I'll tell you what. I, just for the listeners, if you want to shoot a bear with a white blaze, Michigan. Yeah, the UP. I mean, I would say because I've shot five bears in the UP now, and. Three of them have had some sort of white, white on them. patch or a yep. V or something. Yep. Matter of fact, the story I'm going to tell here at the end is about a bear with a very, very nice white blaze, yep. perfect white chevron. If I had to guess, I'd say one in ten. Yeah. Oh, I, I, at least. I'd say that's a fair guess. Oh, at least, yeah. For, for the chevron bears. Yeah, but some sort of white, probably even higher than that. Yep. I'd say half at least. Could be so. Well, we don't have the cinnamon bear, so. No, we don't. <laughs> I wish oh. we had that. Uh, well, I there's one. I got a trail camera for oh, one. Well, I, I should I should take that back. Yeah. My buddy in Marquette, he he has treed a couple. Okay. Might have been the same bear, even. Yeah. Not be. not like out west, like completely yeah. oh, brown yeah. cinnamon. Yeah. But it's definitely not black. Yeah, this one had like a black head and black paws, and it was like cinnamon colored. That's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he was only, it was, I would have never shot that bear. It was only a, you little, know, little it was guy. like a 90 pound yearling, but yeah. still. Well, so back to this with, uh, yep, sorry. like I said, Jig, <laughs> Jig is covered in blood. Yeah. Uh, I take him out and I look him all over. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for where this, where this bleeder's coming from because yeah. he's not cut up. He's not acting hurt. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he just had a puncture wound yeah. in his chest. I go, oh, that's, that's fine. Give yeah. him a shot of, of penicillin that night. Uh-huh. And, he, you know, he's fine. Just hose him off, hose all the blood off. Mm-hmm. And for three weeks, that was the case. He was uh-huh. fine. Uh-huh. End of October rolls around, and I go out to feed him one day. And the day before, totally fine, acting yeah. normal. I come out there, and he is swelled up like a balloon. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, oh. So I've got a couple of, of hardcore antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Gave him those. And I figured if he doesn't improve at all mm-hmm. over the night, you know, get him to the vet. Yeah, took him in, and he had an abscess in his neck right about where that bite was, oh, okay, and yeah. it blew up uh-huh. in the vet's office. Worst smelling thing I've ever smelled, even in oh, my nursing career. <laughs> and I'm not too pleased with the vet. I won't say who it was, yeah. but uh, they were like, "Oh, well, you've already." And I had him on oral antibiotics mm-hmm. that I had for dogs. Well, you started him on an antibiotic, you know, and the abscess broke, and you should be all right, you know. Gave him a shot of dexamethasone, charged me 80 bucks. Uh-huh. Like, okay. It's like, if, you know, if you don't bear hunting, guys, mm-hmm. if we go to the vet, they need surgery. Yeah, exactly. You know, or something close to it. Yeah. So the weekend rolls through, and all of a sudden he has a, a rotten spot show up on his chest. Oh, no. Like an ashen gray. Like all the hair fell out, okay. and it just the skin looked weird, and okay. it opened up, and it was a baseball-sized hole in his oh, chest wow. that rotted away. You mm-hmm. could see muscle tissue, and I I was getting ready to make a memorial for him because he was oh, he was not looking good and i yeah. you know i called the emergency vet office and told them what was going on on that sunday mm-hmm. i said we'll get him in in the morning mm-hmm. and uh the the vet that i saw subsequently yeah saw him for two seconds and said we we need surgery yeah <laughs> put him on way better antibiotics uh-huh. came in a, a couple of days later they did the surgery wound up with half a dozen drain tubes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm sorry, three three drain tubes and, and God knows how many staples. So yeah. they, he had a zipper scar of staples going from his armpit all the way up to his chin. Oh, wow. Um, by a month later, mm-hmm. he was fine. 
that's good. That's you know, good. the drain tubes were taken out. Mm-hmm. Just had to keep an eye on him. Never mm-hmm. had an issue after that. But yeah. just a you know a, a reminder, and many houndsmen know this that yeah. something you should take everything pretty seriously. You yeah. know, as far as wounds, even if they're just small ones, because yeah. that it's happened to other people than just me. You know, oh, or yeah. you, oh, that's not too bad. You yeah. know, he'll he'll shrug that off and be just fine, and then all of a sudden they. Elephantitis sets in. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and and a lot of good dogs have been lost like that to infections or something. I I got very lucky. Mm -hmm. So that's my my one vet visit I've had (laughs) in in quite a few years Uh for for regarding bears. Yeah. Other than just taking them in for miscellaneous things here or there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, shots and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Very, very cool. All right, so we'll do one more question here, and then we'll start closing because we're going to go on. This is probably going to be a two-parter, I think, So, <laughs> but uh, which is good. That's yeah. good. So um, we still haven't even – we're going to have to do subsequent yeah. camp visits, I think. <laughs> I'm cool with that. You keep bringing the beer. <laughs> yep, that's fine. So we'll visit the Red Roof Inn again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, um, you know, around here in the UP uh, for – non-UP or Michigan listeners or whatever, um, we kind of have a mix of terrain. Um, the UP sort of characterizes like where the eastern deciduous hardwoods sort of meet the boreal forests of Canada. And so you'll have things where, you know, terrain where there should be moose and, you know, a lot of spruce and coniferous trees and um, poplar aspen. And then right next to it will be an oak ridge, and then right next to it will be, you know, a maple forest, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's very – it's sometimes it's hilly, sometimes it's swamps, very varied terrain. Mm-hmm. So that being said, um, what kind of terrain do you like to run in? Where do you – where do you – I mean, I know you talked about sand for for training season, which makes sense with blueberries. Uh, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. I, I don't – think that there's any one particular that I like more than the other. Okay. There's things that suck equally about, yeah, gotcha. about any anywhere, yeah. but, yeah. Uh, you know, for here, I, I actually really enjoyed this particular mm-hmm. kind of stuff, like what you are saying. It's yeah. mixed between pine trees and, and hardwoods, yeah. uh, varied terrain. It's not mountains by any means, right. but it's, it's hills. Yep. You know, at the bottom of the hill, there could be a good swamp. At yep. the top of the hill, it's all maples. Yep. Maples or, or oak trees. Or something like that. Yeah. It's a good mix. Um, nothing that's that's undoable. I mean, yeah. the, the beaver swamps, you get those. You, those mm-hmm. suck to try and cross on foot right. because it goes from being decent to mm-hmm. you got water over your head. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and you're going to get that anywhere in Michigan, actually. Yeah, but, yeah true. You know, and that being said, I, I've hunted in, in the, the bluff country here in the UP, and mm-hmm. it's it's fun to run. It, it's mm-hmm. it's nice for something different. Yeah. It's not nearly as wet. Yeah. But the the terrain is rugged. It's it's rough around the dogs. It's rougher on you when you're, when you're walking through yeah. the woods. Yeah. I, I, who knows what it does to the bears. Right. You know, and you catch bears in different uh, different areas there than you would hear. Like the bears here, you, they'll either tree or they'll bay up under a brush pile. Or, mm-hmm. at, last year I caught one in a, a it was a hollow of a yeah. tree. Oh, wow. Like the tree's still standing, but it uh-huh. was just a big hollowed out tree. And, and it might have even been the bear's den, for all I know, but the bear was right in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. You know, where up there, it could be the same. You could tree in a tree or bay up in a brush pile, or they go in, in you get an old mine shafts even. Yeah. And, you know, you catch them in, in mine shafts or, or caves or something there. Mm-hmm. 
It just adds a completely different aspect to it that you're not used to in in this area or anywhere else in in Michigan or Wisconsin. Yeah. You you get that kind of experience more in in the southern Carolina Mm -hmm. region in in the Appalachian Mountains or something where they do have uh, mountains Mm -hmm. and they do have caves and and mining shafts and stuff that I've never had the, the... the fortunate uh, opportunity to hunt down there just yet. Yeah. Uh, more so on a, a time constraint yeah. issue for me, or like I said, picking your battles with the family. Exactly. You know, I just spent the last four <laughs> months chasing dogs through the woods, and mm-hmm. now I want to go to West Virginia in, exactly. in December. You know. Exactly. So exactly. it's picking your battles. Yeah. Um, but exactly. it's not from a lack of of having offers. Yeah. Oh, I've got. Yeah. Like I said, I've had friends. I've got friends all over this country that if mm-hmm. I could I could call them up and, and at the drop of a hat they'd be like come on down. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool. Yeah, I, I always wondered if there was like a preferred terrain or not, but I mean bear, I, you know, I mean I find bears everywhere. Yeah, you know, and so. that's that's what it is. It's yeah. My my preference is where the bears are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And, and different years it varies too. Yep. You know, like I, like I was saying earlier, you know, oh yeah, the bears come up to the high country and feed on the oaks, mm-hmm. but. That's not the case every year. No, you know no, it's not. And we're, you know, you you were talking about running sand trails with for bears with blueberries, you know, but there's not always a whole lot of blueberries. No, you might have a, a week of blueberries. Yeah, you might exactly. have two weeks. You you might have a month. Oh, exactly. Oh, you for know, sure. You there's, just you yeah. never know. It depends on yeah. on the rain, really. Oh yeah, exactly. So. And when there's not blueberries, there's raspberries. Yeah, you know, sometimes and there's none. We're you know in between where you live in Iron River, I live mm-hmm. in Waters. Me between us, we have a high density of bears. Oh yeah, for they sure. Have, we have really good bear habitat. There's yeah. and they've been doing a lot of logging, mm-hmm. which I've talked about before on my page that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it looks like it sucks. Yeah. Like, oh man, that's going to ruin bear right. hunting. But in, in all actuality, maybe at that particular moment. Yeah, at does. that very moment, at the instant time, yeah, you're not going to yep. do anything good but for bears there. Five to ten years later, yep. you got it? all this young growth coming up. Yep. A lot of raspberries kick in those areas. Oh, yeah. Right, right off the bat yep. within a year or two. Yep. Yeah. And, oh, and exactly. it actually turns out to be better sooner than you think. Oh, yep. Yep, so. exactly. I mean, where I where I hunted at that one year up in Canada. I mean, it was an old, huge wildfire. Yeah. It was all the bears were there because that's where all the berries were. Well, that's that's how hunting in Luzerne area, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the Red Oak BMU, it's we get a lot of wildfires there. Yeah. I mean, not not like what you're seeing out west where it's burning a hundred thousand yeah. acres. Yeah. But ten thousand acres is mm-hmm. is not out of the question. You know, 20, right. ten thousand to twenty thousand acres. Mm-hmm. And all that fresh the next year after that yeah. forest fire. Yeah, that year sucks there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. But after that forest fire comes through, you get a lot of fresh vegetation and and berries and, and yep. whatnot growing in. Exactly. And you know, especially in the spring, what do mm-hmm. you? I mean, that's what bears are eating. Exactly. Vegetation. Yep. In exactly. the spring. Exactly. You know, and as the year progresses, they're eating. Yep. Other natural stuff, grubs, beehives. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of lot of yellow jacket nests dug up in the woods yep. from bears. Yep. You know, more vegetation, mm-hmm. fawns. Yep, fawns. You know, whatever, whatever. They're an opportunistic exactly. feeder. They and everything you whatever. just mentioned is is all over the woods. Yep. You know, there's yep. not one particular terrain that that's in. We we are in a, a very blessed area. <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. So, cool. So, I guess let's start wrapping this up. Um, I want to tell a story though. I'll give you the last the last words, but so. Um, I'm going to tell the story of the year I actually met Clint. Um, I was 
this is it was my first year hunting the Berglund BMU. Uh, I'm not gonna say where, but um, the 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 Berglund BMU anyway. And I I tend to I like to hunt different areas because I enjoy the challenge of baiting and seeing what's out there. You know, you, you check out a new area. I wonder what kind of bears are in here. I just love it's a curiosity thing for me, right? So um, I recently moved. I graduated school and I moved to um, Iron River and uh, decided to hunt over here in the Berglund BMU. So um, this was, I think, well, it had to have been uh, second season of restart, so mid-September, right? And um, I had had a, a really good bait going, and uh, but I had few, made a few mistakes. Like I had uh, started baiting... Um, I'd go and do bait runs at night, which is, you know, after work, because like, oh, I need to bait every day, and that was, that was sort of a learning curve with me, like, oh, I need to bait every day, and, and that just wasn't the case, and I learned that that season, but, and so I was going and baiting at night, and so I kind of conditioned the bears to come in a little later, and that was stupid, but anyway, it was going good, and then I had a giant sow, um, I don't know if I ever showed you that picture, I'll show it to you later, yeah. but uh, there's this giant sow, I mean, 300 pound class sow and she took over my bait but she was nocturnal and she scared all the other bears off and uh it was just a crazy season but anyway it was fun and um so i drive up and uh i was going to be like september 15th 16th something like that and uh all of a sudden i see a bunch of hound hunters on the road and uh that's how i met clint and uh very cordial and uh they were running about a mile from my bait and a lot of guys would go Oh man, shoot! There's dog. They're gonna, you know, my bait's ruined. The hound hunters are here. The bait's ruined. You know. Yep. And um, that's just not true because I was doing the right things. I had switched my tactics later on, you know, in the season, and um, uh, I had bears coming in and opening day of third season. Um, despite other hunter activity, I shot a nice bear with a nice big white blaze and put bear meat in the freezer and. It was good, and uh, um, there wasn't really much to that story, I guess, because I, I hunted well, that. Well, I think it, it just what you're trying to get at is, yeah. is if you put in the work. Yeah, exactly. If you're doing what you need to do, you know, regardless of what's going on. I mean, we're in national forest. It, yeah. It, if it's not hound hunters, it's bird hunters. Oh, exactly. Whatever. There's other things. It's public you know? land. Exactly. I mean, you don't. Four-wheel drivers, yeah. anything. You don't own anything out here, yet you own everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you put in the right work. Yep. You know, the work ethic is there. If you're yep. doing the right things, you're going to be successful. Oh, yeah, regardless. exactly. And it, it really has little to do with, you know, I mean, I've had hunts where the year I shot my biggest bear, like I was telling Clint before we started this, the hunt I start, I shot my biggest bear on, I found out there was a guy hunting 300 yards from me, <laughs> you know, and he came in opening day two and beat on a bait bucket, and I went, oh, man, it's over. <laughs> and then that night I shot my biggest bear. You know, I mean, it, so just because, so I guess the moral of the story really is that, you know, I, I want to dispel the myth of, you know, hound hunters ruining baits and all that too. So, well, and, and I think a lot of where that comes from, mm -hmm. uh, you get guys that bait a hundred yards off the road. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they do have problems with dog guys. Yeah. Um, and then we get accused of running off of somebody's bait mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Not all the time. I don't have it up here very no. often, actually. We're pretty but, widespread around here. Like, if you've got, like I said, if you've got a rig dog, yeah, 
what do you think he's going to smell? Exactly, <laughs> you exactly, know, exactly. You know, and I don't know that, that you have a bait there. Oh, exactly. How you would know, you know? You know, and, and if I rig a, a bear and none of my baits are hit, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to that rig and try it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and well, my dogs trail right to that bait mm-hmm. that's 100 yards off the road that you're going to sit tonight. I, that's beyond my control. Exactly, exactly. And, but and it goes s- back and forth to yeah. you put in the right work, you know what exactly. you're doing. Exactly, and you'll be successful. Yep. You know, so, I mean, and I had, I mean, you guys were running close to me. It didn't do anything to bear activity, yep. you know. it. Yeah. You just and have to put in the There's more than one bear in the woods. <laughs> oh, there, re- there really is. And if there is only one bear in the woods, he'll probably be back to your bait anyway. Right, right. <laughs> he might take a little rest, oh, yeah. but. And just because I'm running dogs doesn't mean I'm going to kill him. Oh, exactly. You know, exactly. I've, I've had way, way more days in the woods where we didn't kill a bear or we couldn't even get a bear mm-hmm. jumped. Oh, yeah. And we have killed bears. Exactly. You know, and that's how it goes. Exactly. You get years where you put dogs down, and it almost feels unfair because yeah. you're killing bear every day. Mm-hmm. But then you get – we've had years here where we didn't kill a single bear. Wow. No kidding. Know, and Or one bear. Yeah. Yeah. This last year was a, was a pretty exceptional year for us where we filled mm-hmm. seven of eight tags. Yeah. With, yeah. with a pretty decent opportunity to fill that eighth tag yeah. with the situation we were in. But right. But it just didn't work out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, um, I mean, last thing I had to say or, or what, if I had any advice, mm-hmm. if you're hiring a guide mm-hmm. for bait sitting, yeah, if your guide has you sitting a hundred yards off of bait <laughs> or off of a road, yeah, get your money back. Yeah, get your money back and find somebody who's gonna do it right. Yeah, exactly. or do it yourself and do it right. Get oh, get yeah. off the road, take a, a side trail, an old skitter trail mm-hmm. that takes you a half a mile, a mile back in the yeah. woods. You'll have way better success. It really isn't hard to get away from people around here. It really, really isn't. Yeah. You know, that one year um, that the year I shot my biggest bear where I had somebody come in 200 yards from me, 300 yards, whatever. um, I mean, I'll admit it wasn't the most remote spot in the world. Uh I mean, it's actually pretty well known in the area. Like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of bears there, (laughs) you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, and so I should expect that. But that year that uh, I hunted over here... um, I mean, the closest person I had hunting to me was Clint a mile away. Yeah. You know, that was the only other person. And I probably, person. you probably never saw me the rest of the year. No, I didn't. Yeah. I think I saw you running bait once. I was like, oh. Yeah. But I mean, you were like on your way out. Yeah. But, you, <laughs> you know, know, as far as running dogs, we could be oh, in yeah. a particular area every day for a week. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're, you know, 15, 20 miles away. Exactly. You yeah. Know, just... I mean, that one day you, t- I, I think I talked to you, you were like, yep, uh, we're going to the Barriga BMU next, tomorrow, you know? Yep. So yeah, that was. It depends where our tags are too. Yeah, exactly. Um, where where I live, one side or the other, mm-hmm. you you are in a different BMU. Yeah, Amos oh, all yeah. one side, Berglund on the other. Yeah, exactly. And yep. you you run a bear all day long in in mm-hmm. Barriga, and it winds up treeing in Amazon, <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. all the time. Oh, I bet. All the time. I so. bet. Yeah. So cool. So that's your closing thought. I guess we'll wrap this up. So yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. Sure. This if we got to do this again for a round two, I'm I'm more than oh, happy yeah. to do it. So. Yeah. You're. I think you're just going to be a victim of opportunity. You're so <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah. You ever got any things you want to shoot off me or whatever? I don't yeah. know at all. Oh I, yeah. I don't no. know everything. Oh yeah. I I mean but... I I'd be the first to admit I'm not a you know 
uh, masturbated. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, but... No, I, definitely not a spring chicken at this either. Yeah, so. exactly. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm just, I know just enough to be dangerous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... Either to yourself or the bears. Yeah, both. Both. <laughs> so, so anyway. very good talking to you. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for doing appreciate this. Appreciate the so. opportunity to, Absolutely. to speak. So, so and uh, I'll the link to Foley Swamp Plots on the description of this, and... Uh, yeah, so anyway, signing out. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.